Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Isn't it good to be in God's house? A place where we can experience that, where we can experience God's presence. He just pours out His Spirit freely because He loves us. And each of us can get touched and changed. God is, is real. We can, we can experience the reality of God. Most people don't know. They just think we, you know, we read a book. Man, God is so real, so powerful. We have such an earnest hope of the great things that are to come for us. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to get in the Word of God and actually talk about that. We're going to be looking in Hebrews. If you would turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. And it says this, let us hold fast let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised praise god we'll be talking about holding fast in the storm holding fast when the most terrible of circumstances face us we did have a, a funeral yesterday for Sister Cassandra Cozart, she passed away at the age of 50. She, she's, uh, you know, that's young. To have your, your wife pass away, your, your mother pass away, your daughter pass away. They are going through a trial. They're going through a storm. and Really, we all go through storms that are like that, that are just beyond our ability to control. We can do nothing about it. Death being a perfect example. We, we can't do anything about that. If you've ever experienced the loss of a loved one, a close person in your life, you just feel this emptiness, this pain, this sorrow in your soul. And you know you can't do anything about it. But God tells us right here to hold fast to the profession of your faith. The profession of your faith. What is your faith? Your faith in Christ Jesus. Your faith in God's word. Hold fast when the storms come. They come to each and every one of us. Severe storms come in this life. He says hold fast the profession. That's, that's a word that, that reminds me of the ocean. That, that you have to hold steady in the storm. If you're in, in, a, in a boat. In fact, we're going to read that in just a moment. Paul got into a ship. And he had to hold fast. Let's go ahead and look at that. That's in Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Paul was going to Rome. So we'll look at that in just a moment. But I also want to read before we get there. James 1.12 says this. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Well, temptation is... Uh, another word for adversity in the original language, you could look it up, it means adversity. And we all go through adversity, amen? We don't think just because we're a Christian that, hey, we're not going to have any problems. It's going to be smooth sailing. You know, Paul here is preaching the gospel around the world. He, he, he wrote nearly two-thirds of our New Testament. So you might think that, hey, God would just make it all clear for Paul because, you know, what he's doing is important. But we have an enemy arrayed against us. We have an enemy, a devil, that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. 
And the devil is trying to kill Paul before he preaches this gospel in Rome. He doesn't succeed. But we, we have an enemy that hates us. We go through things in our life because the enemy hates us and wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And Paul is about to go through a storm. But he is blessed. Hallelujah. It says in James, blessed is the man that endures temptation or adversity. That would be all of us at some time in our life. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Now that's a little... Uh, not a good translation. Just because you're tried doesn't mean you get the, cry, the crown of life. This word tried means once you've been approved. In other words, you've got to not only go through the trials and the tests of all of our lives, but you've got to be approved. In other words, you've got to pass the test. You've got to get through to the other side without wavering, without giving up, without quitting. All of us have to pass this test have to hold fast to the profession of our faith all the way until the end. And then there is a reward that God has set before us. It's the crown of life. Every one of us that are in Christ, you will receive a crown of life. A crown that you will have for all of eternity. That the life of God is available to you. You will never be cast out. You are accepted in the beloved in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never let you go. You are in him forever and ever and ever. We look forward to that day. There, there's things that we look forward to, to the day where, like Sister Cassandra Cozart, she, she, her, she shed her body, but she lives on forever in the presence of God. And so all of us have that hope before us. That when we leave, when we're, if we're in Christ, when we leave, hallelujah, we're going to be with him. For all of eternity, praise God. This is, this is something that we have to hold fast to when we're going through the trials that we're facing in this life. So here, Paul is a prisoner. He's literally in chains and he's, he's being uh, drug aboard a, a big ship. There's, there's 276 people and they're all on this big ship traveling from Israel up to Rome across the Mediterranean. And they're traveling at the worst time of the year. And Paul's got a couple companions. He's got Luke who wrote the book of Acts. He's got another guy, Aristarchus, Aristarchus I think is his name. Aristarchus. So he's traveling and in chains. In the worst of situations, he's been rejected by the Jews. He's been tormented. He's been beaten. He's been beaten with rods. He's been stoned to death, literally. And he got raised up. He's, he's in times past, and this is for preaching the gospel. This is for doing the will of God. Again, when you're a Christian, when you're doing God's will, it doesn't mean you won't have any problems in life. You will have problems, but God promises that he will deliver you from them all. From them all. Paul was delivered from them all. He was stoned, but he was delivered. He was beaten with rods, but he was delivered. He was left in the sea for a day and a half, but he was delivered. But in those moments when we're going through, we might cry out, God, what's going on? Why is this happening? Why me, oh God? That's when you have to have something that's going to hold you steady through the storm. 
And so we're going to talk about what that is. But let's read the story in, in uh, Acts chapter 27. I'm going to start reading at verse 13. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence they set sail close by Crete. So Paul is on the ship, and everything looks smooth. They're, they're heading out to sea. There's just a nice gentle breeze, and they're going on course where they need to go. But just around the corner is one of the greatest trials. Everything may look okay today. That, that, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay tomorrow, right? Hallelujah. We thank God for the good times, but we can praise God even in the bad. We can give glory to God even in the bad. But in the good times, we want to be established in our faith in Christ. So when the bad times come, we won't fail. We won't fail the test. So we have to pass the test and get to the other side. So the, the, the wind blew softly. That's nice. Verse 14, but not long afterwards, not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind. That means a, a whirlwind called Euroclidon. Now this uh, this is something that, that would happen out on the Mediterranean. We're familiar in the, in the United States with hurricanes. Well, in the Mediterranean, they have hurricanes as well, not as big as the ones we know, but little hurricanes. And uh, in fact, it's called a Medicane, a Mediterranean hurricane. And so and it's called a Euroclidon here, but today I think it would be called a Medicane. If you look it up, it's, it's a hurricane but, the, you know, if you know the pattern of hurricanes, sometimes they can just sit out there and sit in one place for days and days and days. You know, I came from the East Coast, uh, North, Virginia, North Carolina, and we got hit with hurricanes. And we sometimes, I mean, we, you get used to them after a while. It's like, oh, it's just another hurricane. You, you hope you don't get a direct hit, but, you know, you could. And so you just, you, you got to get ready for it. So uh, Paul, Paul was a man of the sea. He was traveling. He was, he was preaching the gospel, and he was, he was used to being on the sea. He was, he was very seasoned at, at, at knowing what was out there. And so he, and he knew what was going on, and he knew, okay, this is, this is, this is a hurricane. God has, 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 he's in chains. He's on a boat, and he can't get out. I mean, it, there, there could be no worse situation. It would seem like all hope is, is over if this thing hits. And, of course, it did. It directly hit the ship. Verse 15, And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. That means that they got hit directly by this thing, and there's nothing they could do. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't go the direction they wanted to go. They were, you know, heading uh, northwest, and they couldn't go there. So they just said, well, we give up. We're going to let the wind take us where, we, where it will. And, and we all experience situations like that. Well, there's times where you have no direction. You have no control over the situation that you're in, over the problem, the trial that you're dealing with. And so that's where they were, him and 276 others on this ship sailing. It was dark. Drop down to verse 20. It says, and, and I encourage you, to, you can read the whole thing. There's a lot more detail. I have to just get through it quickly because of time's sake. But in verse 20, it says, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved uh, was then taken away. Many days. 
Now, you understand, when they're out at sea, they have no way of getting direction except looking at the sun, the stars. They had no guidance. They had no direction. At dark, it was, at night, it was complete darkness. They couldn't see the, the stars to navigate. They don't know where they are because they've let the wind take them anywhere. They, they could be just crashed against the shore at any moment, or they could just be taken under. In fact, they, at one point, had to gird the ship with ropes to keep it from breaking the pieces. They ran a rope, some ropes under it and tied it and, to help hold the ship together because the storm was so severe. And so they're, they're, they're lost. And, and again, we all feel this at times where it's like, what is going on? I, I can't see my way. I can't see it. No matter what I do, it doesn't get any better. You, you can throw any amount of money at the problem. It doesn't make a change. You can work at it as hard as you can. Nothing gets better. That's where these, these guys were at. So they had no navigation. They had, and it says, all hope. And it's talking about all the people on the ship. They had lost hope. They had been throwing stuff overboard, hoping to, to somehow escape the storm. They gave up. They were quitting. Verse 29, but then they did something. At verse 29, we see what held them in the storm. See, they were uh, approaching the land. Some of the sailors understood, and they start, started taking measurements of how deep they were, and they took it at 20 fathoms, and then it changed to 15 fathoms, and then they realized that they were approaching the land. They couldn't see. They, it was nighttime. They couldn't see the land, but the sailors had a, had a sense somehow that maybe they could hear the, the waves crashing on the land. Oh, no, we're getting close. So they, they took some measurements, and they found out, oh, we're about to crash this boat, and we're about to all die right now. Hopeless. This is after two weeks of being at sea like this, in this, in this storm, and just aimless. Some, some, some trials we go through seem like they're never going to end. And so they, they took measurements, and they said, we have to do something. So we, what they did is what we need to do. Fearing, then fearing, let's, we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four anchors out from the stern and wish for the day. They cast out the anchors to hold them. It's the anchors that held them. Not just one anchor, but they threw out four anchors out of the back, back of the ship that just held them to keep them from crashing into the rocks that they knew they were heading towards. And they were. Hallelujah. We have an anchor for our soul, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Something that can hold you fast in the storm. Something that holds you. You don't have to hold on to it. It holds you. Praise God. Thank God for the anchor of our souls. And we'll get into what that is in just a moment. But I just want to talk about uh, th that we have to hold fast. And in some other verses I want to read to you. You don't have to turn there. But in Hebrews chapter 3, it says, But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we if? We hold fast. If we hold fast, we're in Christ. If we hold fast, the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. And you'll notice that word if. We have to do something. We have to hold fast to our faith, our confidence in Christ. Some people feel like giving up. Is, where is God? I'm, I'm serving God and and things are getting worse. Where is God? Why God? 
you have to hold fast to the end. The confidence of what you started with, that's what it says here. Whose house we are, if we hold fast to confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. We have to hold fast all the way to the end to receive that crown of life. Saints, don't give up on your faith. And in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, it says, For we are made partakers of Christ if, there it is again, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. Hallelujah. What is this anchor? I'll be talking about that in just a moment. You can turn to Hebrews chapter 6, and we'll read about the anchor that holds us fast. How long do we hold fast? We have to hold fast to the end until it's all over. Praise God. We can't give up on our faith. Verse, uh, Revelation 3, verse 11 says, Behold, I come quickly, Jesus said, but hold that fast what you have that no man can take your crown. Understand that there are men. See, Paul was surrounded by a bunch of sinners, a bunch of pagans, and they were just talking hopelessness and fear and despair. We're all going to die. There are men that you can be around that all, all they talk is fear and despair. You don't, you don't want to hang around those kind of people. Now, Paul didn't have a choice. He was locked in on this ship with these people. But you've got to have something that's an anchor that's going to hold you, even though there's fear all around, even though everybody is crying out in hopeless despair. Hold fast to your faith. So in Hebrews, we learn what that is. What is what held him was the four anchors. Hebrews 6.18 says this, that by two immutable things, that word immutable means unchanging, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge. Here it is, to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil. So what does it say? We hold fast to, we have an anchor that is steadfast, which is our hope. Our anchor is our hope in Christ Jesus. We have to have this anchor before we go on a journey, before we enter the trials of life. We have to be sure and steadfast in our faith in Christ Jesus. So then when we go through the, the loss of a loved one, when we go through peril and situations outside of our control, that anchor will hold us steady. The anchor is our hope. Now, when we hear the word hope, particularly in America, the word hope, we, 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 we don't understand the word hope. We, we, you know, when someone uh, maybe uh, is sick, and you might say, well, I hope they get better. Well, that word hope in the, in the English language just kind of means, well, I, I wish they get better. It's, it's more of a word like wish. But when you read hope in the Bible, it is nothing like the word wish, not at all. The word hope in the Bible is the strongest type of uh, word there is. It means an absolute and earnest expectation 
about a future event. We use the word faith and hope sometimes. Faith is having faith in what God said, and we can partake of that. We can have faith right now. So, for example, we have faith in the gospel. We got, we got saved because we heard the gospel, and we, we partook of the gospel right now. That's, that's what faith does. But hope is an expectation of something that's going to happen in our future. For example, when we die in Christ, our hope is when we are absent from the body, we are present with the Lord. That is our hope. We have an earnest, absolute expectation that we will be with the Lord when we die. We have an earnest, absolute expectation that when we die, we're going to heaven. This is the anchors that hold us in the storm. No matter how bad things get, Death cannot harm us. Death cannot hold us down like we just sung. Nothing can hold us back because we're still going to heaven. We're still going to be with Jesus. We're still going to worship at the throne of heaven. We're going to see him face to face. We're going to receive the crown of glory. We're going to receive the, the crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. These are the things that hold us, get our minds off of the problem and off of the storm. And back on the truth, the hope, the earnest expectation that anchors our soul. Hallelujah. We're going to be with him. No matter how bad things get in this life, it doesn't really matter. This life is but a moment. It's but a breath and it's gone compared to eternity. And though we may endure real hardships and real pain, real sorrow and mourning at, for the night, joy comes in the morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Joy comes in the morning. There is coming a day. This is also our hope. It's called the blessed hope when Jesus Christ shall come back again in the clouds. That is our blessed hope that we look forward to that day. He comes back and raptures, takes his church off of this earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So these are things in our future. They're absolutely certainly going to happen that's why we we call them our hope in fact in this this passage in in hebrews chapter six by two immutable things and i don't have time to read and teach about all these things but two immutable things you can go back and read this uh it is it says that it is impossible for god to lie now he wants you to be firm in your faith we have a covenant with god through the blood of his own son by two things, though, he says it's impossible for him to lie. One is his promise, and you can read this in that chapter, the promise of what he gave. In other words, his word. He never lies because his word is the same. It is, again, the word immutable means unchanging. God's not going to write something today, give you a promise today, and then change his mind tomorrow. God's word is steady. God's word never, ever, ever changes it is written in heaven for all of eternity it never changes so by his promise to you through his word through the covenant he made with you through christ jesus hallelujah we have a hope we have an anchor in our soul that we will see the lord come back again and if we if we die bodily we will go to be with jesus either way we win right either way we're going to stand before the presence of god the, the second death cannot touch us. We have no fear of death. That's what torments the sinners of this world. 
I mean, you can, I saw yesterday, you can see sinners when they go to a funeral, they get shook up because they're afraid. They see the reality of death. They have a very hard time at funerals because the reality of I'm mortal. Someday that's going to be me. They get scared, and they should. That's right. But us, praise God, death has lost its sting. Praise God. Death can't touch us. It's just like walking out of this room into another room. We just keep going. Nothing changes except our body falls off, but we just keep right on going. Glory to God. That is the anchor of our soul. Christ Jesus is coming to take back his church. That's an anchor of our soul. So again, two immutable things. The first one is his word or his promise to you. He never lies. His word never changes. The other immutable thing, as if the word wasn't enough, God promised by an oath as well. An oath in which he swore by himself because he could swear by no one greater. He could swear by nothing greater so as if God's word wasn't enough, he made an oath swearing by his own character, in other words. See, his character never changes. He is immutable. He, he doesn't change at all, ever. He, he is the ultimate imperfection. He doesn't get better. He cannot get better. He never changes. We get better, but he is perfection. He never changes ever gets better he never learns more he never gets bigger or better he's always the same so and, and it's talking in particular about his character he you know he is someone that can be trusted you ever uh, made a deal maybe a a, a, a purchase with a transaction with someone you didn't trust you know you're not sure they're gonna follow through they're not gonna show up and do what they said they're gonna do or maybe they sold you something and it wasn't as what they said it was they have no character. They're not trustworthy. But God is trustworthy. God never, ever fails on his word. His character and his integrity is perfection. We can fall short, but he never does. So we, we find the anchors of our soul are his word, his promise to you. Praise God. His promise to you is an anchor of your soul. And his oath to you in Christ Jesus he swore by his himself his own character hallelujah that you are in Christ that I will never leave you nor forsake you glory to God you talk about having something that we have assurance of your salvation is something to be sure of when you're going through throw out the anchor that can hold you through the storms It'll hold you steady. Praise God. Paul threw out four anchors. These are your anchors. Go back to the Word of God when you're going through. Go back to the promises of God's Word and says, this is what God said to me. This is what God is going to do for me. God is going to save me. He will deliver me from all my fears. A thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come nigh thee. Praise God. Hold fast by throwing out the anchor of hope. Again, it's an earnest expectation that what God said is going to come to pass in your life. God loves you. God sent his own son to die for you. Don't you believe that it's going to come to pass, that he will save you to the uttermost? What he has begun in you, he will complete until the end.
Praise God. He's not done with you. But it is possible for you to walk away, for you to quit on your faith. And, and when are we tempted to quit is in those storms. The devil comes whispering in your ear. It, he's not going to come through this time. It's not going to happen. Look at the, at the skies. Look at the waves. Like when Peter's out there walking on the waves with Jesus, you're walking on water with Jesus, and he's looking at the waves becoming afraid. That's how nonsensical we can be. You're, you're, you're doing a miracle walking on water with Jesus, and you're afraid of some wind and some waves. Praise God. In this life, this whole thing is, is, is our trial. It's our test. Do we pass the test? Do we continue to walk with Jesus on the water? What we're doing is really a supernatural thing, walking with God every day. He is protecting you. He is keeping you. He is providing for you. He is healing you. He is delivering you. He is, he is, all these things are happening, and we, we sometimes don't recognize it, but he is. Praise God. He's doing it all the time, protecting us. But at the same time, we have an enemy that attacks us. But again, he protects us every time because he says he will deliver you from all your trials, all your situations, if you would just trust in him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And then, when you get to the end, he gives you these wonderful promises. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back. And I'm just going to read some of the things. He, he gives, in, in the book of Revelation, which you know is the last book of the Bible, these are the, the things that we can hope in, we can have an absolute assurance in. If we hold fast until the end, we keep our hope and our faith in Christ Jesus. Revelation 2.7 says, To him that overcomes, not everybody's going to overcome, but if you hold fast to your hope in Christ, you will overcome. He says, I will give to you to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Another one, uh, Revelation 2.11 to him that overcomes, he shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 2.26, to him that overcomes and keeps my works to the end, to him will I give the power over the nations. But you have to keep it until the end. You can't quit on Christ. Turn your back on God. Walk away from the hope that is set before you. You gotta keep your eyes on Jesus. That's where Peter failed. He didn't keep his eyes on Jesus. When you're going through, you've gotta keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the promises. Keep your eyes on the oath that God has sworn by his own character, his integrity. He will never fail you. You are in him and he has you for eternity. Let me read a few more and we'll close out. Revelation 3, 5. To him that overcomes, the same shall be clothed with white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Praise God. Hallelujah. Your name, if you're in Christ, is in the book of life, and he will never blot it out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That just should give you peace. There's storms all around you, but you've got such peace in your soul such assurance everything's going to be all right hallelujah everything's going to be okay it's all going to be okay i heard that yesterday praise god it's all going to be okay another one 
Revelation 3.21, to him that overcomes will I grant. Now listen, to sit with me on my throne. Glory to God. Even as I have over, also overcome and am sit down with my father in his throne. In other words, we will rule and reign with Christ. God calls each of you kings and priests of God. Hallelujah. All of you kings and priests of God. We will rule and reign with him. The Bible says we will judge angels. Glory to God. Then one more scripture, Revelation 21, 7. To him that overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my own son. Hallelujah, and he shall be my son. You will inherit the kingdom of God. It's an absolute promise of his word, and he swore by himself, hallelujah, that it is going to come to pass. You will inherit. Jesus inherited all things, so we're in Jesus. So we are co-inheritors. Everything he inherited by his work on that cross, we inherit with him. And we did nothing. I mean, we didn't do a thing. He did the whole work, and we just believed. And so we have an earnest expectation, a hope, an anchor for our soul that these things are true and get our mind. We need to get our mind on these things when we go through the storms of life. Amen. Praise God. No demon can defeat us. Praise God. Hallelujah. The haters can't silence us. Money can't buy us. Trials can't stop us. Death cannot hold us down. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you stand and praise God with me? Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. Your word is true. If anybody here is going through trials, I, I want you to get your mind on praising God right now. Thank you, God. Your word is true. You never fail. You never lie. Your character is unchanging. You have the utmost of integrity and character. And when you said, you will never leave us nor forsake us, it is true. When you said, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, it is true. When you said, the second death shall not touch us, it is true. When you said, we shall uh, inherit all things, hallelujah, it is true. Hallelujah. We praise you today, God. Your word is true. Your oath to us is true. Hallelujah. Just praise him today. Give him glory today. Hallelujah. He is worthy today. Bless the name of Jesus. All glory goes to him, to Christ Jesus. It is him who did it for us. We did not deserve it. But he reached down because he loved you. Raised you up with him. Seated you in heavenly places. And you will rule and reign with him forever. For all of eternity. It is absolutely true. Hold fast to your hope until the end. Praise God. Give Him glory today. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus.